what a time, Repo Boys. Oof. What wow. a time to be alive. I mean, it's one of these things where, you know, we've reached the top of the mountain and I feel so triumphant with the uh, really groundbreaking success of, I mean, it's like when the first Avengers film came out and it was like, oh, wow, they actually did it. They stuck the landing. And that's sort of how triumphant High Repo Timber has been. And so to be for at me, the end of it. For me, Josh, I week, remember that Avengers very differently. And interesting. Uh, you, you and I did watch Avengers. We for did. The first we time did collectively. Yeah. And wow, I actually have similar vibes to that. Now, I did I almost fail out of college from watching this? The answer is yes, again. But we're not going to get into our personal lives with High Repo Timber because a lot of things have happened. But, um, was it um, hearts out? Hearts open to the wind. Oh, hearts to the wind. <laughs> hearts, hearts to the wind. Hearts to the wind. Um, <laughs> we're here for you, the fans, mm-hmm. kind of telling you everything about High Repo Timber because this is what the fans <clears throat> want. Some people, these Star Wars podcasts, are like, "Let's talk about visions," and you know what? We're going <laughs> to talk about it. Boy, are we! But we, Boy, we also need to catch visions? up and reflect on. Just this great, great content mm-hmm. that we're getting. So, what a ride it's been! I honestly feel like what it's lost, but if the ending was good, like if, <laughs> if, the show it, lost, yeah, the show okay. lost. Mm-hmm. Um, some listeners might be lost right now because they haven't watched this in the correct sequence. If you are listening for the first time, stop. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, this is going to be a great app, but probably stop. Stop. What are you doing with your life? Oh, no. I'm actually starting to think to myself, who is this episode for? (laughs) Oh, it's for, well, what? Because it's for for me and my nonsense. The Venn diagram is me and my nonsense and then people who know about the High Republic. So, I mean, you're there. I'm there. I know 100%. we have, I know we have listeners that know about the High Republic. Oh, listeners, yes, yes, listener. Yeah. Oh, look, the numbers have have borne out. I mean, High Repo Temper, crazy, crazy. Any anything we do after this is going to be like Iron Man three is going to make a billion dollars because it's just the thing that came next, and so everybody was there because High Repo Temper's been some people so freaking talk huge. about productions there's a, there's a person that's a kiss of death for it mm-hmm. uh, it used to be john favreau uh, which we'll get into <laughs> um anything he touched like you notice that there favreau was in that you never saw the next one after that um like I'm chef not, not, chef for example where's, where's chef she- two where's chef two franchises Swinger. swingers two where's swingers two but then you have the people where you just it's like they're um contagious with winning mm-hmm. it's just like win after win they they can't pick any losers um they go to pod racing and everybody's saying that um what's his name max vonteros am i getting that name correctly what the pod racer, your your favorite pod racer. My favorite pod racer, Never yeah, Key. You, you, oh, Never Key. So you know nobody's saying pick Never Key. 
and then I'm over here saying, I'm going to pick this guy, Anakin. Mm. All right, this kid, this dweeb, he's a slave. All right, um, but, you know, I can pick talent. And then, boom, I pick him. Nevakiev, we don't even, we've never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. But Anakin, however, they did a whole movie about him. He's got some issues. He doesn't like sand. But that's what we're doing. We're picking sand. We're picking winners. And yes, yes, we are. We're, we're all about that. Today. We're all about that. Yeah. And that, that'll be a big part of, of today's episode. But uh, I don't know. Before we get into that, I mean, I suppose we do have a thing or two to discuss. Um, and I first, of course, want to bring up the sponsor of today's episode. As, as we mentioned last week, this is. The High Repo Temper 2021 High Republic Suicide Squad Draft presented by 2020 Boys, an all-new podcast that will be going in-depth into Star Wars Vision with that 2020 vision, baby. 2020 Boys, our sponsor today. And with that in mind, I don't want to get in. We're not going to get into Visions because that's that's the 2020 Boys territory. That's the 2020 but Boys, yeah. Looking at the, looking at the ad copy, that we have here it says to to you know insert any personal information you have about visions or personal experience you have a vision uh pete you have you you finished visions well i want to first speak from the level of 202 boys because spoiler alert i'm part of one i'm, I'm one of the 202 boys that's coming out whoa interesting and we are going mm-hmm. to uh keep the identity of the second 202 boy a secret you'll have to come back next week to find out and I am I've been somebody that has had glasses for a while. Yeah. And I was I was you thinking can hear to myself, it on you. You done. <laughs> okay. Because uh if you if you could see me now, my glasses haven't up not been on the entire time because I knew you were gonna do that. Uh-huh. But as somebody that's vision impaired I was thinking, like, are they really going to kick us glasses boys, us glasses fans in the face? And just so you know, it has nothing to do with that. I also don't even know what it has to do with visions on top of that, but we're going to get into it. I'm mm-hmm. very excited about this mm-hmm. um, with the anime. Uh, and have you, so you watched it all? Oh, obviously, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched it all. Have you? Yeah, so... Came out a week ago, a little over a week sure. ago, correct? Yeah, as two of... weeks ago, as of this episode. Two weeks ago? Wow, that can't be. Well, um, yeah, a little, so... a little, a little under two weeks, between one to two weeks. Well, it came out on a Wednesday, so it came out like a week ago. It came out like a week ago. It, it came, came out, out like, like a week 18th. ago. It came out like one week ago. Yes. <laughs> um. So I was I was I got um, a case of the Howling Phantods and, and rewatched all of the Marvel movies. So that that took um, that was more important to me. But I wrapped that up on Sunday and um, watched Shang Chi again, and it ruled. And you should go see it. And I might see it again. I might see it again for the second time this weekend, buddy. Do it. It's great. Oh. Yeah, I some people that I know are like, let's go see Venom. And I'm like, oh, boy, um, do I want to support Woody Harrelson? You know, Star Wars fan. (laughs) And Tom Um, Hardy. Tom Hardy's in Star Wars. Tom Hardy's in a deleted scene from The Last Jedi. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's how Disney execs are like denying Tom Hardy a bigger role in Star Wars. It's just like yep, continuity wise, Tom. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You've already been in this. Yeah, that's why Daniel and then Tom Craig's Hardy's not probably in it either. Tom Hardy's like, but uh Christopher Sean is multi- uh, listen, listen. That's I know about Christopher, Christopher Sean. Sean. I know You're Christopher Tom Sean. Hardy. You're Tom Hardy. All right. Some but one person is a Star Wars fan sweetheart. <laughs> um a ray of sunlight in, in a world of darkness. Yeah, the other one's in you. Venom. The other one's in Venom. Look, uh, I all right. I just been dying to talk to somebody about this. Is like my uh, you know my significant other's out of town again on a, on a trip. So another bachelor weekend for for me. Oh and yeah. I'm off on Friday. And okay. I'm at the point. Like I said, I just rewatched all the Marvel movies. I really, really enjoyed. I've seen them all already, of course, but I really enjoyed Spider-Man: Homecoming this time around, and I really got into the you know Spider-Man of it all. And I really don't like. Sony sticking around though, like they're they're like Spider-Man's horrible, terrible friend that has to come to the party. Like if you're gonna hang out with Spider-Man, Sony has to be there. And now I feel like Sony's trying to like weasel Venom into the MCU or like somehow make that touch or steal Tom Holland and put him into the Venom movies and take him away from the MCU. And part of me wanted to go to Venom tonight, opening night just so I could figure out one way or another, like, if that was going to happen, like, if this movie was going to pull some nonsense to try so, and touch those two things together so and upset you just, me. Here's, the, here's the, the, the hilarious thing, and some listeners might be like, this is scripted, this is scripted, but I had the exact same thought of, I'm literally only seeing this movie to watch the end credit scene to see if they go to New York and if there's some reference to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not want them touching Tom Holland. No. Uh, now, to be fair, in Spider-Verse, which is also Sony, I think the best superhero movie ever made. I mean, I love it. So it's not, you know, Sony's not doing all, like, nonsense. But I mean, I don't know. I watched Venom on Flight, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, thank you. No, thank you. You can keep that over there. Tom Holland doesn't need to be here. You already got a Tom, you know? Yeah. And um, <sighs> I mean, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining um and it's just like andy circus like... directed by andy circus also oh really a lot. okay interesting yeah. because i saw an interview with circus and hardy and i just assumed oh circus is playing um well, i thought tom. that i thought that tom hardy was andy circus's dad because um, <laughs> andy just looks so good um, sorry, I'm just catering to him. I, I'm sorry. That's right. that's because sometimes... you've been trashing me. I mean, not you know, I'm just speaking from like the first venom. Wasn't for me. Not trying to yuck anyone's yum. But I just you know, Sony, just 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 just, just you have your little things and just, just keep them away from from Tom Holland, please. You know? Yeah. Also they've been doing so much stuff in San Francisco, weirdly. Yeah, enough. they have. Yeah, they have. Shang Chi, Ant Man, yeah. And, and, and it's really interesting too because this. San Francisco is such a it's a city devoid from references to any other area because it's so rich and it's like not the American experience by any stretch of the imagination um, so it's just such an unrelatable area like New York people have been you know we've been consuming New York content for so so long 
Yeah. I I don't know. It's I don't care if San Francisco um was like if there if, if there was a, like Avengers esque like oh San Francisco's being invaded I'd be like what does that even mean like <laughs> like one of the numerous like cafes are taken down or I I don't I can't visualize it whatsoever but that's on me that's on me so, it is on you um I won't report back no spoilers about Venom but I am watching that oh you are for sure going to see it yeah I'm seeing it oh what opening, wow. opening night yeah yeah wow um oh right that's yes instead of going to see shang chi again which i did sunday finishing up my mcu thing which finally freed me to watch (laughs) visions visions i didn't i watched it less than a week late but i did not i did not jump on top of it immediately like it seems many stars fans did and so yeah on on monday i watched it so i have i have i'm i'm prepped for all in one sitting though all in one sitting no but I don't want to. Wow. No. Okay. But the one thing I will say, you know, whoever the other person, I don't. In case my experience is is similar to whoever the mystery second host of two o two o boys experience is, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, tread on that. The one thing I am really curious about, um, from that person well let's ask for you and then i'll ask the co-host of two okay. boys yeah next week and is... yeah and then let me know what the, did you yeah, after you say. watched it did you look at the list of voice actors and you're like i could not tell that this person was in it because like simu liu is in it i couldn't right. tell where which one he's in um henry golding's in it um mm-hmm. and i couldn't tell which one he was in specifically well one of my favorite things to do, particularly because we are a podcast that was started to kind of focus on Star Wars animation, is I love pausing the credits at the end of every episode. And, and I did the same exact the thing, voices. but it's infuriating so. though with Disney Plus because it immediately Dude, goes to. I know, mm-hmm. and it's and if you time it wrong, it because it it will it'll play the first couple credits and then like right before the voice cast comes up, it'll minimize, and you have to like quickly bring it back up again and pause it and if you don't do direction and enter at the same time you end up just going to the next episode and then good luck getting back to just the credits but oh man it's it's infuriating um, oh, for sure i uh yeah i i stopped and looked at the credits at the end of, of episodes where applicable it's it's um they list the japanese and the english voice cast at the end of each episode and i don't know without getting into it too much lest i be a guest or something on 202 voice um I, I i watched some in japanese and some in english and uh i would say of the ones i watched in english there were like definitely characters like like henry golding i didn't know that that was henry golding but i was like this is somebody and then, in, yeah, in the credits was Henry Golden. You know, like, ah, oh, yes, okay, this makes sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. my, more to my, come on that. Yeah, for sure. Because um, there's some people. It's so cool that they get to be in Star Wars, and we've literally got no media about it. Like the one that I thought did a great job. I'm not going to say what episode he was in, but David Harbor, um, mm-hmm. of um, fame from Stranger Things, Black Widow, and Black Widow, but Stranger <laughs> Things. 
Um, if you've seen Black Widow, his performances, I and I don't know, it's hey, he did have a lot to work with. Best tattoos in cinema, those knuckles. Uh, sure, but um, I thought his performance was really, really good. It was really, really good. So, without further, we're, I mean, that's that's our next project coming up. And we'll yeah. give you some details. Yeah, we'll we're not gonna out what shape that's going to take. It's not going to be nine episodes. Um, even though, I mean, maybe it will be if it blows up maybe to the to the be. level. I'm really uh, torn on how to handle it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I I certainly have. I'm a producer to talk on about. this show. <laughs> <laughs> Is why I'm saying that. Ha- having an EP credit gives mm-hmm. you a lot of of um, leverage. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Yeah. Um right. Yeah, yeah. so two so, oh two of voice. Sponsor of today's episode, High Repo Temper twenty twenty one High Republic Suicide Squad draft, presented by two oh two oh boys. But before we get to that Love those guys. Oh force be with them. Um before we get to that, we also had a big announcement yesterday. Uh, that the book of Boba Fett will be premiering on December 29th. So we will uh, be getting some more live action Star Wars this year. Or actually, the only live action Star Wars we got this year, right? It, it finished, yeah, Mandalorian finished in 2020. So um, there you go. I'm sure there's some Star Wars fans like, this is all we're getting live action? One measly episode? One episode, yeah. <laughs> Which but, for me yeah. it feels like there's been a, a ton of content this year when there really hasn't. Um, yeah, but because had... Bad Batch was was pretty long though. Like that was that was on for a while. I feel like Clone Wars happened this year, right? No, that was last year. Oh my gosh, that was last year. As um, we age and get closer to the grave, death. luminous um, beings are we. They just the timelines just keep um, getting more and more condensed i'm kidding i know all the timelines obviously we're about Mm -hmm. to get very deep in the weeds on high republic characters that most of the listeners i mean those of you out there that have read all all of the comics and high republic books that that Mm -hmm. we have you're gonna be mildly amused by this the other people we'd be doing deep dives and by deep dives i mean deep deep dives oh for sure for sure so that's cool. That book of Boba is coming up. No trailer yet. Just, um, no, just a poster. Him sitting, him sitting on Jabba's throne, I assume. Yeah, that's how it's been identified. But I mean, I'm like, it's not like an iconic image. I don't, I don't know what Jabba's throne looks like. I've seen, I've He's seen a lot of it. it. I've seen a lot of it next to um, Maul's throne. Um, mm. In maybe in the the um, cartoon. I don't think we we don't see a throne in Solo, so people right. have been putting it next to that. The th- the throne of Mandalore. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, Pete, do you have anything else in Star Wars related news? Um, nope. I'm I'm locked and ready for this. Um, All right. So let me. Very excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get something pulled up on my phone here right quick. And we will. um... Okay. So here's how this is going to work. Oh, right. We kind of haven't talked about how we were supposed to have a huge guest this week. 
So Pete and I and our very special guest, as promised last week, we reached out to extending a big, big, big olive branch in a major way to acquaintance of the show, you know, John Favreau. And in the yeah. past, there's been a lot of bad blood between the two Animosity. of us. Animosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has this new technology that lets you make up pretend voices and maybe we can use that so that that can do the podcast and not us. And so we reached out to him and kind of extended all branches to see if he wanted to participate in this. And I did, of course, shoot him an email at chefjohn.swinger at earthlink.net. Um, I emailed him a few times, inviting him on to the draft. Haven't heard back from him yet. So what we are going to do is Pete and I, between the two of us, will draft for him. Uh, in this Suicide Squad draft, which is all the you know the three of us uh, scouring the roster of of rich and vibrant characters from High Republic to come up with our own Suicide Squad of High Republic characters, five characters each. We're gonna do, and I have and a. Mm-hmm. This could you know if we wanted to go branding, this could be our you know Rogue One Squad because that was functionally a Suicide Squad, but. No, this we, is just Suicide Squad. Yeah, hard set to the wind. We also realize that a lot of you relate more to Suicide Squad because it just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could think of it also kind of as like a Rogue One Squad, but they didn't know they were dying. Well, um, it's not suicide a Rogue One Squad because I don't want to get too much into it. But we are, of course, subsistence presented by two hundred two hundred boys and corporate substructures and hierarchies and interweaving connections and as a global marketplace being what it is we are corporate shells for disney all right that's that's all it well also it's not disney it's warner brothers but there is there's some corporate connective tissue uh between two hundred two boys and suicide squad and so not brought to you by warner brothers not brought to you by suicide squad but you know it's a suicide squad draft so there's three of us. Um, I figure you and me pick a number. I have a random number generator set between one and three. And based on <laughs> who's closest or who gets it or whatever, I, let's 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 just say you know, clo- what, <laughs> you know what number I'm going to pick? Because I, I feel like what at this point you and I know each other enough. Because if I were to if I were to tell you to pick a number one through ten mm-hmm. i know 100 percent which number you would pick what's that uh you'd say clevin um so i'm gonna pick two i'm gonna pick the middle road all right uh i'm gonna pick three so that means favreau's got one so it is three so this makes it <laughs> this makes it very that is fair that is fair i go first you go second favreau goes third so perfect yeah, and it it this is the problem with like a an audio medium. I can clearly see that Josh um, played by the rules. He did not cheat whatsoever. And I did take a arbitrary. screenshot of it, but I mean, I yeah. could have just been hitting <laughs> new number. It's only between one and three. So, yeah. So <clears throat> no, this is completely fair. And the way that we're doing um, a snake draft to Correct. five. Correct. And you know, the, the way that that goes is, um, you'll pick one. I pick one. Johnny F picks two. Or rather, we will pick two for him. Um, yeah, but trying to be nice, trying to kind of act like right. We're not gonna. We're gonna pick. 
you know, we're going to pick the best available characters. I mean, obviously, look, it's only fair, you know, Pete and I go first. So if we pick the first and second best characters, you know, then Fabro will get the third best character. That's just the luck of the draw. But, you know, the third and fourth best character. And then, you know, we're, we, we're unbiased. They get it. They get it. They're excited. They're yeah. pumped. Um, Absolutely. So this is um, the, the episode, the culminating end to High Reef of Timber with this draft so, so you Josh, don't know what so you don't know what penultimate means then all right so you're trying to get into my head about the draft well played okay josh go ahead penultimate second to last uh this is the last episode of higher september well i'm i'm thrilled that i have the first pick because i mean with my first pick i've got to take bell zedifar he is foot bomb uh, I, he's, he's a super compelling character. He's a young up and comer, a rookie. Oh, for sure, definitely an up and comer. I mean, you can just you look at this guy and and his little hellhound he's got. And look, there's been plenty of controversy about him not keeping this dog on a leash. I agree with that controversy, but I think that he's got a lot of raw talent that I can work with. I think that he's in touch with his feelings. I think that he has a super high pain threshold. He's been through a lot emotionally, physically. He's come through the other end. I need this guy on my team. I think he is the pick to beat. As soon as I knew I was going first, I knew I had to have this guy. I'm going Bell Zedifar for my for my number one pick um, for my Suicide Squad draft. And I think the way that um, he got in jail for needing to be in my suicide squad is probably he went somewhere um, with his dog and it was no dogs allowed. They say I'm in jail. Now he's on my suicide squad. Yeah. And Bell's a great character. Um, he was introduced in the first book that we read um, the higher Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just called the high Republic light of the Jedi. Um, light of the Jedi. Um, great names. Uh, can't go an episode without saying how great the names are and super memorable. Sure. Um, very, very cool. And a character that has a lot of growth, which is really cool, of kind of from from the two books so far that Bell has been in. Um Absolutely. I like where I like where his story's going a ton. And a very cool, like some Jedi you see in like an action role, and some Jedi you see in just like a primarily starfighter role. Like seeing the visual of uh, not reading the vis- reading and then kind of imaging um, the fight he has in the second book, the Rising Storm, um, where his sh- and these are all spoilers, by the way. Um, if you don't know who Bell Zedifar is, <laughs> I guess you can look it up. <laughs> um, but when his ship gets impaled and he's trying to like still maintain consciousness, his dog is basically like a canary in the coal mine, like. All right, the dog's still barking, which means we're still alive. Um, all of those things were super, super um, cool. So definitely, definitely a great pick. Now, not one of my top three picks. So it, really, it's, inter- it's interesting where you and I are going to go. So, I'm not going to lie. I was, I really thought that that would like in the back of my head. I was like, I have to get first because that's the only way I'm going to get Bells out of far. Yeah, so for me, I'm going with a cult favorite. Um, on everybody's talking about this person on um, Star Wars Twitter. It th- this character was the highlight, if not the star, 
stole the show with very few lines, very few scenes in The Rising Storm. And my first pick is the male Ugor Jedi archivist, Orbelin. Oh, come on. Orbelin. Um, Orbelin is Man. such a great pick. Um, yeah. Orbelin is this Jedi, is a library nerd, basically looks like um, a scuba diver. Um, I really didn't and... think that you were going to pick him. I really thought Orbelin. I could wait to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely not. Orbelin. I, I like looked through the book today to be like, all right, got to get this guy's name real quick. Oh, 100%. I Orbelin rules. Orbelin is a sick, sick character because um, we've seen basically one Jedi librarian, um, and that's in the right. Clone Wars. Jocasta New. Jocasta New. Fine. You know, like, fine. Um, basically, the stereotype of a. Uh, like old female librarian as a Jedi, which, you know, is it is fine, um, for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, that librarians would be a little bit older, um, very pompous in some different portrayals of um the Clone Wars era. Um, I feel like has like a neutral if like no role in the Clone Wars TV shows. So the High Republic wanted to change um, they wanted somebody that was obsessed with the archives, obsessed with all of these things. And then when push comes to shove, when Orbelin needs to put the books on the line, Orbelin responds. Um, in Rising Storm, there is, um, I forget what the the alien species, but you're supposed to believe it's like this big alien species is just like wreaking havoc in this one part of the city. And they need to get to a communications tower, and Orbelin's like, "I'll get you there." Mm-hmm. And if I, if I remember correctly, Orbelin shoves like two of the Nihil out the window with the Force. Yeah, I mean like, he he's able to to best Lorna D. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, it's and, a tough fight, but yeah, he pulls it off. Not only that, because in that book, Lorna D gets the drop on Stellan, and like mm-hmm. if. There were uh, if there weren't other circumstances, Stellan would be toast, and it kind of speaks to uh, maybe it's the writing or not, but like the book comes across as like Orbelin is a um, not somebody to be messed with. So oh, obviously sure. Orbelin would be on the Suicide Squad because um, somebody took out a book and didn't return it in time, and they hacked that person. For not respecting the archives, which is why Orbelin is my number one. That's why he went to jail because he beat no. him up for a book. Oh, for sure, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so now we're on to so you know we got John Favreau here. Two picks for John Favreau because uh, this is a snake style draft, and you know obviously being an advocate for Hamps so was two picks for him. So if you're all pick one, you pick one. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And so let me, I again, just trying to, you know, be super fair for um, the the Favreau and, and pick someone very good. So, I mean, Bell's out of far is off the table. We can't have him. Orbelin's off the table. We can't have him. So, next in line, um, I'm going to give him Booty Dis, the weird bird thing that gets killed like immediately in um, The Rising Storm. And I just think, you know, what a cool character and Udidas is 
in jail and in the suicide squad because he came to earth and he's actually European starling, which is an invasive species in the United States. Um, mm. And it's not, you know, that's not great. That's not, you know, the politics of that are, are very upsetting that he would be jailed for that, but he was. And so now he's in John Favreau's suicide squad. And wow, John, great pick. Great pick. Um, what a cool character. And definitely a pick for your personality, John, as well. For sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to cater this to his personality and, and yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, these are, these, you know, Bells out of far, Orbelin, Udi Dis, you know, you can hardly say one without the other two. These are top notch characters. So that'll be, and now, you know, snake draft, he's got the edge. He gets the fourth pick for his number two. So Pete, what do you, what do you got for, for JF here? Yeah. So this one is, so one thing you need to know about John Favreau is that John Favreau, Johnny F, as people call him, um, some Jeff John friends of ours, Earthling.net. yeah, um, JF mm-hmm. on their hats. Um, one thing they love to brag about is when they have a new toy, um, and when they have the ability to work with technology. So the person that I have picked is Kevin Tarr who is a um, oh, technician. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Tarr. Wow. Is the, the mega nerd. Oh, gosh. In, I had it. Oh, um, he's next on my list. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh. Honestly, so and he, this is huge. The fact that, Pete, that you're giving that character to John when your pick is next, and you could have you could have given John a bad character so you could take Kevin. So there's one. You're, that that's very is, big of you. There's one that I feel like is going to be a, a, a big surprise mm-hmm. uh, that Johnny F is going to get. So Kevin Tarr was the book nerd um, that basically saves the day technologically, technology wise. Oh, wow. Um, they're trying to predict where the great calamity is coming. And then they literally mm-hmm. connect like it, a million droids together to predict something, um, which is the high republic's equivalent i've been having this conversation with some coworkers about technology and how like when when we were in high school josh like having a flash drive that had 256 megabytes was like a big deal and now people are just like walking with like terabyte flash drives in their in their pockets mm-hmm. this was that equivalent of oh our computing power we need a million droids and keevan tar's like i will manage this i'm going to i'm going to do this all for you um, yeah, so and that was that was super cool and like a really cool, fun, interesting, cool, neat, um, fun, cool part of that book too. That and I think you know when people think of why the Jedi, they think of like oh, Keevan, Keevan, and his you know when the whole chapter of all the droids and stuff. So very cool, very cool that John has that character. Keevan is of course in jail. Um, or hacking people's personal information. And so now he's on John Favreau's Suicide Squad. And with that, Pete, uh, you have your next pick. All right. So I'm just going for the jugular. Oh, I'm God. picking I'm picking a Varkress. All right. Okay. All right. She she is, in my opinion, the best of the three trio that we've kind of been introduced to. So Honestly, we'll, you and... went for the jugular with Orbelin. I was really I I really Genuinely, I thought I was safe. Uh, I fig- I really thought you'd pick Bells Out of Far first because just to me, he's the coolest or whatever. But then I figured your first pick was going to be one of the three main ones. 
Oh, really? I, okay. So I was like, Orbit Lane is, he's fine. He's not going to get there yet. Oh, no, no, so no. I'm no. surprised I... he's man. Because that was going for the jugular. <laughs> hey, yeah. Chris, okay. But Orbit Lane. Yeah, no so I Orbelin is definitely. I mean, we talked. I we talked about how great Orbelin is, and mm-hmm. I feel like you could go for the main pick. But I knew, I knew that I knew it. Orbelin was on your list. I hundred oh, yeah. percent knew it was oh, on your yeah. list. <laughs> um, Bell for me. I'm I'm going. I went the like must haves, and now I'm going the you know filling out the squad, and mm-hmm. then I would get to Bell. So Bell was like my third, fourth. Yeah, okay. Um, which I, I think is a great pick for you. But Avar Chris. Yeah, let's um, talk about Chris. Commander of Starlight Beacon um, has the force ability of basically cell phone service. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which they all have, but has the ability to connect the force. She does flotation better than any of the Jedi other than Yoda. I mean, I feel like it's like the only two of them we see floating a lot, which is really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously she would be on the suicide squad because she keeps going against the Jedi council's wishes. She wants to be more militaristic to fight, um, the, the Drengear and Martian row and the Nile. And she also is working with some unsavory characters with the huts. Um, very, very cool character. We have not, she, I think it speaks to how great of a character that she is that we have not seen a main book with her since you know her introduction in um light of the jedi but she plays such a major role around the main characters that we're seeing yeah i mean even in the high republic comic book which we finally got to cover this this month because the trade came out she's in it like she's definitely prominently featured in it but she's not she's not the necessarily the driving protagonist of that either she seems she she looms so large over this era but yeah we really haven't had like a a story driven by her yeah so it'd be interesting because it's inevitable at some point that that will i assume happen, oh, for sure so. for sure too and it's not just because you know she's a very good candidate for who takes on martian row mm-hmm. but they're also setting up the elzar man stellan of our chris yeah team up and what kind of happens with all of that stuff all right so josh yeah. you've got pick number two and pick number three well what is that if our chris in jail for that she's on your suicide squad of course oh for going against the jedi council so um, <laughs> it's framed by the huts because you know, the huts are yeah um, jailed by know, association sle- yeah they're sleemos mm-hmm. um so she is there for the right reasons mm-hmm. but the system is corrupt yeah. Very easy to believe that. Okay, so, so I'm actually going to reshuffle the order. I, yeah, I, 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 uh, this was always going to be my number two pick. This wasn't as my number three pick was not necessarily going to be this, but they are in my mind very much a pair. And it would be foolish of me, I guess, to pick one without the other. And so for my two and three picks, I'm picking Geode and Leox Kiasi from uh, out of the dark into the light from the shadow into the dark from into, into the, the dark, dark out of the shadows the crew um, of the vessel mm-hmm. uh captained of course by leox gassi who gassi i don't know you know seems Le- like let's a chill say leox. guy leox. yeah led mm-hmm. by leox who's you know like i can sit back and wax poetic with that guy and then i think we get on pretty good uh, but I mean the the big pick here, my number two pick, uh, Geo, 
big old rock. Uh, oh, for sure. With a heart of gold. Pick. Gotta I have mean, Geode. Um, and Geode's such a great pick, too, of like, at no point do you see Geode move. Right. And then there's but that. He does. There's that great scene at the very end where he does, for sure, and saves the day um, for everybody in the rising darkness, storm shadows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have, mm-hmm. um, smoke attack. Smoke attack. Smoke attack. And so uh, Geode is, of course, in prison for trying to crowd surf a rock and roll concert. Uh, and that did not go well. And Leox is, of course, in prison for seeming like the kind of guy who probably like, doesn't wear deodorant and has like a problem with deodorant. Oh, uh, no. It's um, definitely, he's, definitely he's there for administrative it. fees because he doesn't realize that as an adult you have to pay like licensing and you have to pay your docking fees so he's there for that sole reason which i think goes hand in hand with not wearing deodorant so that that runs out i got i've got bell i got geode i got leox pete we are back to you your number three pick yeah so this is a tough one because there's a person that i definitely want to select but mm. I 100% know you're never going to select. Yeah. So it's just a question of how long do I wait for this person to be on there? How long How long um, do I... Yeah, because John, I mean, John could get it. John, yeah, John, John could definitely get it. So yeah. this is... Um, I'm not going to spoil too much stuff. And this is going to be a surprise for you, given my history um, with these characters. But I'm going number three, Loading Great Storm. Oh, um, right. A Twi'lek. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Loading Great Storm. He's the um, Twi'lek master of Belzettifar. Yeah. Um, we'll get into too many details of what happens to this character. But, but a real ba- BA, a real powerhouse. Oh, lives up to it, the name Great Storm. For yeah, sure. lives up to, lives up to the name Great Storm. Just a a very very cool character of like this is what I wanted to see with the Jedi, um, like some great training stuff between him and Bell because he keeps throwing Bell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Bell keeps being like, "I'm gonna die," and it's just like over and over and over again. Um. Unfortunately, we don't get as many scenes with him as we would like, but for me, they're impactful enough that um, I I like that a lot. And um, for me, how he ends up on the Suicide Squad, he's like Flag. He's he's not. <laughs> he's the Rick, the Rick Flag he, character. Yeah, he's not Chip. The authority um, figure. Yeah, yeah the, the authority with. figure. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely that. So I have taken the the flag of the suicide squad that's off the table okay. right, everybody else is accused of a crime mm-hmm. not loden he's my mm-hmm. guy he's great um okay. okay so we've got johnny f and uh we got two picks and then he gets the last pick mm-hmm. so one thing um and this is just an annoying feature about johnny f is he always has to pick the off the beaten path character because he wants to show that he knows things that everybody else in the room knows as well, but that he also knows it. So he also has that knowledge. So he um, historically picked Plo Koon as hiding Luke Skywalker. Um, 
before um, Dave Filoni was going to say that, even though everybody knew Dave Filoni loves Plo Koon, he was the one that did that in The Mandalorian. So um, the, the third pick is Opus Rancisi, who is this slug monster. Right. Um, Opus Rancisi is the slug monster Jedi that um, is apparently as old as Yariel Poof and Yoda. Um, and he's, I think he, where, a, he's in one of the books. He's, he is in one of the books. He's they, in a bunch of these books, they come to Coruscant and they have debates mm-hmm. and they have conversations and yeah. he, he is in a, he's in a few of them. Yeah. Um, so wow, Opus Red CC. I mean, that's, that's huge for Favreau, man. That's huge for his team. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, you're, you're proving yourself a bigger man. I mean, I'm I'm really kicking myself that I didn't pick Oprah Ranzisi. And I think the fact that he is, um, you know, kind of a, a terrorist attack on the eyes to look at is is cool. And that's definitely a feature and not a bug. Um, really, really uh, stacking things in Favreau's favor with that great, great pick. The horrible, horrible, gross slug snake lizard monster with a beard. Uh, wow. Great mm. pick for John. Mm-hmm. So, um, Josh, what's what's his what's his fourth pick? So, I mean, I I feel bad that uh, he was not able to make it. John was not able to make it, and so for his fourth pick, I am going to really um, stack it uh, for him, and I'm going to give him um, the just the whole fleet of interchangeable little white rat tail boys that are every other um, Padawan in um the whole world of high republic where you can't have a character you can't have one character without a clone of a white boy with a rat tail following them around so okay so does that mean like emory cantaros is taken off the board does that mean that specific white bad one yep Yep. All of them. So yep. Reef Silas is also taken off? Yeah, all of the, you know, the Blakes, the Evans, they're all gone. Oh, no. The Connors. The Lars? Yep, yep, yep. All oh. all to John. And I, because I, I just think that, uh, that they're so cool and they're such a diverse and different bunch with different skill sets and they are also different and they bring a lot of different things to the table and every time one of them shows up I know who it is as opposed to any of the other ones of them I don't mix them up um, yeah so I just feel like that really will, will probably uh, speak to, to JF all the, uh, the the legion of little rat tail um, white boys and this is, um, you know, similar to my Orbelin steal in the first round. Mm-hmm. This hits me deep. Oh, yeah. Because as um, I identify as white, because I'm white, um, <laughs> I, had, I had them on the list. Um, Wreath Silas was on my list. I knew you were wow. never going to select him. No. <laughs> but I like that character a lot. I think <laughs> that he brings a lot to the table. <laughs> and... Now he's gone. And wow. why are they on Suicide Squad? I mean... Well, why are they on Suicide Squad? Because they're spray painting crap in the back of a 7-Eleven. Because they're stealing from the lunch line. Because they're, I don't know, speeding in the cars that their dads bought them. You know, pick a reason. Yeah, so th- this really just cut me at the knees. Dang. Because that was going to be my last pick. 
because <laughs> um, I knew that you weren't going to pick him. And Johnny, and you were F, right. Johnny F comes again. And I mean, uh, I really wanted him, but no, you, don't. you know, I wanted to be fair to, to Johnny F and give him the best team possible, the best squad possible. So with that, I feel bad because mm-hmm. um, I this is a person that is a wild card. So definitely okay. will earn their stripes in the Suicide Squad. Nobody's going to be surprised to see this person on the list. Um, and this is a little like listeners, you've been thinking, why hasn't he picked him? Why hasn't he picked him? Um, Elzar man, the, I figured he was going to be your first pick. Um, just like this brooding guy, you know, looks at the force, like an ocean, like a storm, Mm -hmm. um, like a, out of the shadow. Out of the shadows, he he breaks the rules and mm-hmm. he enjoys it. Um, he is somebody that also has a darkness to him. Yeah, and I, we're safe for work podcast, but I also have a <laughs> darkness to me. Oh yes, as a lot of people might note, I'm just having a conversation with me. His so, glasses. He has those glasses that they go dark when it's sunny out. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly a character that has some of the coolest scenes so far in High Republic. Um, I mean, he, he literally rides a dragon. Um, he um, I does force lightning? Yes? Hmm. I believe so, right? I don't know. <laughs> I He does some like Sith thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's moving platforms with the dark side or something. Um, but very, very cool character. Very, very cool character. Um, I mean, why is it in the Suicide Squad? You just pick pick something. I mean, he's he'll break numerous rules because he thinks he's above them. Might have something to do with his whiteness. Um, but uh, very, very cool character. So, Josh, you... He's you in jail for brooding in public. <laughs> He's in jail for swimming without a permit. Um, so Josh, round <laughs> us out. All right. My final two picks. Um, well, I know for a fact my number four pick is Indira Stokes. I think Ooh, the, okay. the coolest Jedi moment in any of this High Republic stuff I've seen so far is when she is able to control two of the vectors, like actually manually piloting one and then piloting another one with the force. And I think, quite frankly, that scene is so cool to me. And I, I don't know. I just, I really like, she's told BA for days. And then they talk about the vectors being like very bare bones, very basic. And just, you know, and that whole scene, I don't know. It's just really, and then based on that scene, I was like, vectors are super cool. And Dira Stokes is super cool. And then, I don't know, the vectors, when I looked at them, didn't quite live up to my imagination, even though I didn't, I don't know what I imagined, but uh that scene was awesome she has i i really like her relationship with bell and i mean she just i don't know she's she's one to beat for me as to, in terms of like if i needed uh somebody to to get the job done i don't know she's she's very cool very cool definitely want her on my team i suspect she will probably be the rick flag of my of my team uh um, okay and then for my final pick, I'm going to go with 
Torben Buck, aka Torben Buck, okay, aka Buckets of Blood, big blue guy, Triceratops horns, and seems to be like a medic. Has like a medicinal touch with the force, which is not something that we see a great mm-hmm. deal of, but I think is, you know, I don't know, prime ground to 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 be digging in. I you know, and he's very big and imposing. He has a very big and scary nickname, Buggers of Blood. So, um. Yes, that will that will be good to have on my team. Anybody gets roughed up, got you know Bob over here, fix him up, and got those big scary horns. He is in jail because he went to Natural History Museum and he was leaving, and they thought his horns was Triceratops horns, and he was stealing them, and so that's how he went to jail and is now on my Suicide Squad with Bell Zetafar, Geo, Leox, and Indira Stokes. So. Mine is, and I, I, this is another person that I didn't think we were going to pick. Um, so fortunately, I was able to get this character. Mine is Vernestra Rowe, mm-hmm. who is a Moralian um, Jedi Knight. Um, she is one of the like six young characters that is shown in High Republic. So I, I knew you weren't going to pick um, Keeve Trennis. Because we're a safe work podcast, I, uh, but there's her. Yep, that is. It was my last pick was a toss up, and okay. she was one of the names that I was. <laughs> it's her, Torben Buck, or one other character that I was going back and forth over. Yeah, because it's it's Vernestra, it's Keeve, it's Bell, Wreath, and then I feel like there's one other kind of young. Oh, uh, yeah, and one other young character. So I pick this solely as um this is kind of my in a draft you have you know your your top of the list you know your orbital lens and then you have a let's see where they are in a few years and as of right now uh, ranked against all the other people around her years she's the star she's the she's the uh, all of them are still padawans she mm-hmm. is a jedi knight um yep. they give her a white a white guy, a white panel. Um, so they all recognize like, Oh, she's, you know, she's obviously she's going to get a white Padawan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Moralians, Luminari, Undali, Barisafi, some of my right. favorite Jedi. Right. Um, and she has this kind of imposter syndrome that I think is super relatable because she's so good at what she does. So like me lifting weights. Um, sometimes she's just too good. And that's the takeaway message I got from reading, reading the book that she was in. Um, and with that, I've got Orbelin, Avar Chris, Loden, Great Storm, Elzar Man, and Vernestra Rowe. So I got a really stacked. I mean, I got some um, issues in terms of some people that are like two bad boys a little bit, but Orbelin at the top of the key yeah, he's gonna get those missions done. He's mm-hmm. gonna get those missions done. So, yeah. um, that is mine. Now, so we got Favreau's last pick here, uh, Pete. I'm gonna say pick a number between one and two. Um, three, uh, two, two. I'll do two. And it's one. Um, but I don't know. Do you have a Do you have a pick for for John that you're feeling particularly passionate about? I mean, I 
was gonna go with um Yoda. Oh yeah, no, we're not gonna do that. Okay. So uh Glad Josh, you lost. your pick. Uh I'm gonna go, you know, and I say we're not gonna go with Yoda because I think Yoda is boring and dumb and lame and weak and stupid, um, compared to this character that I'm gonna pick um for John for his Whoa, final whoa, whoa, pick. big Yoda fans though. And um definitely a character that I like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um we're not trying to burn Yoda bridges out there. Oh no, no, no. I'm just explaining why um I'm I'm not, you know, picking Yoda for him. I want I want him to succeed and I think he'll succeed more in this with his suicide squad with um this character um Pan Ada who's um, the big dumb guy who's in Nile and who's a pain in everybody's butt and does everything wrong and everybody hates him and he keeps ruining everything. Yeah. Um, but he's big and strong. He's big and strong. And I think that that's he's bigger than Yoda for sure. Right, for sure. And, you know, we've all seen the footage of Johnny F picking up the big um, E-Web cannon, showing how strong he is. So he clearly appreciates strength. And I just know that you know, John Favreau's the kind of guy he appreciates big dumb guy Pan Ada way more than um, little Yoda. And I just, you know, I want to be fair to John and give John the best team for John. Um, yeah, so I think I think that we've, you know, we gave him Udi Dis, the weird little bird guy. We gave him Keevan, the little dorky little nerd guy. Uh, we gave him Open Rancisi, that horrible, horrible, horrible bearded snake man. Um, we gave him all of the little boys with rat tails, and we gave him big dumb pan guy who's ruining everything. So I mean, I it's you a good know, squad. It's a great squad. Quite frankly, I would say if anything, you know, I think people are gonna say, oh, you know, Favreau's not here to draft his squad. You're gonna, you know, not be fair, and you're gonna. If you stick know the guy, that, those are his picks. Yeah, and, and well, and I, yeah. Those I mean, I think specs. people are gonna think we weren't fair to him. I would argue we bent too far in the other direction. I, w- I think he would have gotten a worse team were he here. I think I probably would have snatched up some of those great characters to, but he's not here, and so we were, yeah, great advocate for him. Wow, wow, wow! What a great team. Um, email us with who you think's got the best Suicide Squad. Email us with compliments about how good High Repo Timber was. Uh, I don't think that we are doing other, like the next High Republic thing comes out in January, I think, like the next wave. So um, I'm sure maybe there's some be, comics, but we're not going to yeah, cover it'll that be comics, until that. But we're not going to do a month of anything for sure. Um, but between now and then, there's, you know, Boba Fett. And thank you again to 2020 Boys. For sponsoring this episode, the High Repo Temper 2021 High Republic Suicide Squad Draft brought to you by 2020 Boys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tune in next week for that. Please email us at poboyspodcast at gmail.com. Tell us how great High Repo Temper was. Tell us who has the best Suicide Squad. Um, Pete, you got anything? Social handles and have a good one. Bye.